Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Players to avoid in your 2024 fantasy drafts. Right now on FFT and 5. Welcome, everybody. Just as we did yesterday on FFT and 5, if you want to hear Dave and Jamie's avoid list, please listen to the full-length episode. For these five minutes, I'll be talking about players that I will be avoiding in my drafts. One of them is someone that Jamie said, and I guess I felt that way, but then when we actually talked it out on the show, I felt it even more strongly, and it's Austin Eckler. I just feel like he needs to be on a team that is going to throw to him over and over and over again. Does not have a single game in his career with 20 carries, so you can't expect workhorse rushing production. You probably can't expect the rushing touchdowns. I guess best case scenario is he's just back with the Chargers and they don't they don't do much. But I, you know, I, at, at this stage in his career, I think Eckler needs to be a pass catching specialist, and I'm not sure he's going to get that opportunity again. So I'm out on Eckler. In the right situation, he could be okay. But Dave also brought up a second part of that: the goal line touches. Like those don't seem right. like they're both going to go hand in hand on a new team. Now. Jim Harbaugh falls in love with Eckler team friendly deal. He's back to, you know, continue having uh, a guy that Justin Herbert trusts because he's clearly been reliable, but man, it just feels like they're going to go in a different direction and he's going to want to go in a different direction. And wherever that ends up just doesn't put him in the spot that he's been as a great fantasy asset. He still be, he still be good uh, even at his age, but not to the point where you're drafting him with an early round pick. And I don't think a lot of people will be excited about it. All right, number two and number three are probably more controversial. Right now, I'm thinking I'm not drafting Kyron Williams. First or second round pick, early second round pick, it's a little bit too rich for me for a guy who just had such a surprising season. And we've seen in the Matthew Stafford era, we have seen very different seasons for the Rams offensively. They... They, they have an old quarterback and an old wide receiver. They're injury prone. And I just could see them having a down year, everybody having a down year, maybe even Puka, but we'll get that another time. But like I, would, I think at this point, I would take Puka over Kyron Williams. Just him being a stud running back was so improbable that we get busts. You know, we get busts at that position, and he feels like the most likely to be a bust. And um, yeah, I just, I, I, I think I'm out on him if he's a top. 18 pick back end of the second round. Sure. But Kyron to me feels a little risky. Uh, and and I, I understand that, you know, and there's one thing that Heath brought up in the last few weeks that sort of, I can't get away from when we were talking about, is he a James Robinson? Is he a Damian Pierce? Is he a, there's probably another guy I'm, I'm missing out. You know, one of these undrafted free agents or I know Pierce wasn't necessarily a late round pick, but um, a guy who was not necessarily highly touted having one of these sort of standout seasons. I know Isaiah Pacheco, you could put in that category too. But Heath brought this up about Pacheco and, and maybe Kyron Williams, that their coach hasn't changed. And how much does that matter for these guys? Because the guys that have had sort of these fluky seasons have then had a new regime come in, you know, new system come in. 
And so I think based on how McVay used him and sort of what the Rams have done with, you know, even with Puka, you know, and, and, and in essence, Cooper cup, you know, taking some of these late round picks or guys that nobody expects and putting them into their system and them having big seasons. I sort of buy it now, like you yeah. said, Stafford gets hurt. Everything could fall apart. House of cards um, for all these guys, but they retooled their offensive line on the fly. Kyron proved he could be a, a, a significant pass catcher. He proved he could be a goal line guy. He proved he could be a force. And I think I buy it. That's fine. I, I, I understand. I just, obviously there are great players in that range. So I'm probably skipping him. Uh, the other one is Sam Laporta as tight end one. I might rank him as tight end one. I probably wouldn't draft him um, because I don't think there's necessarily a huge separation between him and Mark Andrews. And it's because of this. Obviously, he goes out, he has a, a great rookie season as a tight end, but he only had 889 yards. He had 10 touchdown catches. Could easily see the touchdown catches come down. Are the yards definitely going to go up? I don't know that I feel so confident in that because Evan Ingram, he had a great rookie season and didn't really build off of that. Uh, Jeremy Shockey was a guy who had a great rookie season. Then he got hurt, I think, in his second year, but he didn't really build off of that. Kyle Pitts had, over, had set the rookie receiving record for a tight end. And didn't really build off of that. So I don't think you can just assume that a tight end has a great rookie season and gets even better in his second year. So I, you know, I, I think I'm leaning Kelsey over him anyway. It's gonna be a, a lot a big decision to make. But with the way the tight end position looks like right now, I'm probably not taking Laporta uh because he'll go a little too early for me. The thing that I like about Laporta is the coaching situation is the same, you know. Oh my God, what would happen if Ben Johnson left? What are they going to do? Was it, who's going to you know, take over? And I think that what we saw from him in his rookie campaign, so to compare him to Kyle Pitts, we had this conversation on the full ep, full length episode. Pitts' quarterback changed. There was a change. Two Giants, yeah, that team stinks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the case of Laporta, the pedigree was there. The performance was there in his rookie campaign. Um, does your 900 yard rule count for tight ends as well as receivers? I mean, not if you count Kyle Pitts, but there have been so few 900. He didn't get to 900. He had 889. Yeah, but he also got hurt in his final game. He did. So. Um, but if you just take his first 16 games, because this used to be a 16 game stat, okay. he's not a 900 yard guy. But but no, I didn't do it with receivers because th- with tight ends, okay. just, there's so few that have gotten. Yeah, I, was just, I was just busting your balls. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think for <laughs> for what Laporta's showed you. And again, changing of the guard a little bit. Like, if you're comparing young guys versus the veteran guys, I think Laporta's trajectory and even McBride's trajectory compared to where Kelsey and Andrews may go, because like we talked about, I think those are going to be the top four guys. Like, I lean toward the younger players. Now, I, I, I will give Kelsey a little bit of a nod, so I'll put him from three to two, which from my initial rankings, over McBride. But I think Laporta's going to end up being the next guy at the position. Okay. All right. That's it for uh, my controversial list. That will probably change. Thank you to Jamie. We'll talk to you uh, next week on fantasy football today. on five.
If you're looking for a podcast adventure, check out Dum Dums and Dragons, a podcast where improvisers and comedians who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dragons has been featured on the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast, ranked number two of all fiction podcasts in America, and has been downloaded more than four million times. Dum Dums and Dragons can be discovered anywhere hilarious podcasts can be found. It's like Lord of the Rings, if everyone was an idiot.